Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mondo Show. I was just checking out an old magazine from the Rolling Stones featuring Little Wayne. Takes me back to a few years ago that, you know, when you think about life a few years ago, it was much different than what we're doing right now in our life. So much has happened since this last Rolling Stone magazine came out. But anyways, welcome back to the Mondo Show. Thank you for joining me today. You're not going to want to miss today's program. I believe God is about to challenge you, encourage you, and pretty much just change your life. It's time to change our perspective in life. It's time to believe that we can defeat the Goliaths, the giants in our lives. And my special guest is going to be joining me in just a few moments. Is a pastor. He's a teacher. He's an evangelist. He's done it all. Carrick Butler II is going to be joining me. I'm not going to talk about his book just yet. It's a brand new release that just came out. And we're going to talk about it and discuss how you can become a superhero. <laughs> There's so many superhero movies out there, yet we feel that we can't be one of them. Or sometimes we think that we have to be a major prophetic voice, a major mega pastor, or an influencer for God to move in our lives, but that's not the case. I believe that God can use you wherever you are. The thing about it is you got to get right with God. You got to repent from your ways. You got to admit that you're wrong and understand that your kryptonite may be preventing you from being used by God. Oh, boy, I'm going to start preaching already. <laughs> Listen, I look at my own life. I'm a kid from East L.A., California. The world said, lock them up, throw the key away. I'm an ex-gang member that fell in love with Christ, and I believe that God had a plan for me, and look where I am today. It's been a lot of hard work, a lot of tears, a lot of discouragement, but I can tell you that my faith was in the Word of God. That's a weapon that most Christians forget that the word of God is your greatest weapon, is your greatest map, is your direction to know that or to get you where God wants you to be in your destiny, fulfilling your life's purpose. And look where I am today. I prayed years ago for God to use me all over the world. And I've traveled all over the world sharing my story and, and being part of conferences and, and being a part of events but I always pray for God to give me a bigger platform so I can share the goodness of God, to share that the power of the gospel can still change lives. And today I'm hosting my own television program that is airing nationally all over the United States through the Voice of the Prophets Network. That's the PTL Network, which, by the way, I got my cup right here with me. But I believe so much that we have a voice today. And if we stop watering down the gospel, we can still believe that the gospel is sufficient enough to change lives, that the gospel, we can have confidence in the gospel to know that God can still use you, even if you're broken, even if you're bruised, even if you have a story like mine, God can use your story and turn it around to change communities, to change people's lives, to change your life. But I believe that we have entered a time in this culture that pastors and evangelists and teachers, not all of them, 
But the majority of them have watered down the gospel to the point that we don't even recognize the gospel anymore. And I just got back from preaching at a Passover conference with Apostle Chuck Pierce, and thousands showed up, and thousands watched online, and I preached a message that was not a popular message. Maybe that's why I don't get invited to many conferences and churches, but I can tell you this, the message that God gave me was, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This culture today, this world today, the inner circles that we may run with, one, they want to shame us for believing in the gospel, for believing in the Bible. But I believe that we must stand. I believe that we should not be ashamed of the gospel. You know, another conference I just finished doing was the Defender uh, Virtual Conference. And, 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 and God gave me the same message. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. And I want you to do this. Instead of judging pastors, instead of judging evangelists, instead of throwing rocks at prophets and, and, and judging them online and, and throwing your opinion out there, pray for them. Or pastors, or evangelists, or teachers, or, or prophets, the watchmen on the wall, they need us, they need us to pray for them. You know, they're in, they're in the front line of, of ministry. And if you knew for one second what it was to be a pastor, you, you would just go bananas. Pastors go through so much thing and pastors' wives go through so much, yet we don't understand the calling and you want to judge them. I say pray for them. Pray for our pastors. We need them. We need them to be healthy. We need them to be strong because they have been pressure in this culture today, the cancel culture, the woke movement, wants us to water down the gospel, yet the message is clear from the Apostle Paul. And on today's program, we're going to talk about seven secrets to living the supernatural life. We can defeat this culture. We can defeat the woke movement, but we have to know what we have. How are we going to slay the giants before us? How are we going to defeat addiction? How are we going to defeat all this craziness that is taking place of, in the marriages today? Marriages are falling apart today. There's more divorce in the church today than there ever was. It's ludicrous. We have the answer. But I, I'm still, maybe I'm old school. I got to ask Pastor Carrick about this because maybe my spirit is old school, but I still happen to believe that there's still power in the gospel of Jesus Christ to restore lives, to strengthen life, to restore faith in our lives. And I want to give you this scripture right here before I interview and talk with my special guest today, because I believe as ministers, as people that hold positions that we're held accountable for. We have the spiritual and moral responsibility to not change the gospel. I believe this is a challenge for all of us today. It has convicted my heart once again because the times are getting more difficult and the pressure that is coming from every direction, not only from the world, but from within our inner circles, our pressure and us to water down this message so it can fit the culture and the narrative that is being put out there. But this word is for you. I want you to go get your Bible. Always have the Bible with you. If you ever want God to speak to you, it's in the word that he speaks to us. 
Man, that sounds very old school, isn't it? <laughs> this is what Galatians chapter 1 says about not watering and changing the message. This is a word for you, because I believe that if you grasp this, you're going to stop being ashamed of the gospel. This is what Paul was writing to the Galatians. And I'm reading it from the message translation because I believe in being clear and being direct so you can understand the message. He writes, I can't believe your fickleness, meaning your disloyalty, your instability, your infidelity, your changeability, how easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of Christ by embracing a variant message. It is not a minor variation, you know. It is completely other, an alien message, a no message, a lie about God. Those who are provoking this agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on its head. Let me be blunt. That means let me be direct. Let me be clear. If one of us, even if an angel from heaven were to preach something other than what we preach originally, let him be cursed. I said it once. I'll say it again. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, preaches something other than what you received originally, let him be cursed. The clear, direct message from the Apostle Paul. We are living in an hour where we must not water down the gospel. The gospel still works. The gospel still changes lives. I, I got to give you this last scripture because we cannot continue to be ashamed of the gospel. I love this one right here. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. I love faith. First to last, just as, as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And my special guest today has lived by faith. As a matter of fact, his church is called Faith Christian Center he is the pastor. He serves as the senior pastor of Faith Christian Center in Georgia. And he has several satellite campuses all around Atlanta, Georgia. But Pastor Carrick Butler II encourages you and I to face the problems of the world today. We must address, he says, in the church to understand we are not merely mortals but supernaturally empowered by the Holy Spirit to conquer the Goliaths of our day. His brand new book is titled No Longer Mere Mortals, Seven Secrets to Living the Supernatural Life. I want you to help me welcome my special guest, pastor, author, Carrick Butler II. Welcome to the Mondo Show, Pastor. Thank you so much for this opportunity and honor of being with you. You know, when I think about, before I get started with your book, I want to get your take on where are we in the church today? What's happened that the pressure is coming from all, 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 all the directions, it seems like, 
to pressure us, ministers of the gospel, to change the message, to water down the message so we can fit the narrative in the culture today. As a pastor speaking, where are we today? I had a friend ask me a similar question. Um, he lives in Western Europe. He says, well, how's the church in America doing? And I summed it up. I said, well, some churches are on fire. Some are not. Some churches are struggling. Some are prospering. And I said, in all things, the church is still the church. This is not a new thing. There's nothing new under the sun. The enemy likes to work in cycles. This is the same tactic he used before, and he'll use it again. And so instead of, you know, focusing on all the bad things, and we have to address the bad things, especially as leaders, as pastors, you got to teach on what is true and what is not. I choose to remain a st- to be a hopeful person because, yes, this is the end times. Yes, wickedness and darkness and iniquity will increase. But the thing is, we're here for such a time as this. We're anointed for such a time as this. The word of God still works today. The gospel still works today. So it doesn't matter the challenge. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter the tactic of the devil. What we've been given in Christ Jesus, how he calls us to be born again and made us no longer mere mortals. We have what it takes to not just survive, but to thrive, but to conquer and overcome every challenge of our day as we welcome and we look for the return of our Lord. How do you pastor during this season that we're in right now with so many opinions in in the congregation? And even sometimes the hardest part is even your own staff can come against you. How do we, how do you pastor during this season that we're in right now? When it comes to opinions concerning scripture, we always take it to the word. One of the things that uh, my spiritual father, my pastor taught me, says you're never under any obligation to receive anything from a preacher if they can't prove it to you from the word of God. So we go to the word of God first for everything when it concerns opinions about how to live and what to do to go forward. But also when it comes to ministry in this day and age and understanding how to reach people and stick with the word, I encourage people that the Holy Spirit is the greatest creator ever. He is an innovator. I remember Psalm 119. This was a verse that I held on to all 2020, that the entrance of his word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And so that popped up in my spirit one day. I was walking through my house and I said, well, I'm innovative and I always know what to do because I have the word. And so one of the things I share with my staff and I share with my congregation, so we will not be blockbuster in the age of Netflix. We will innovate with the spirit of God. We will move with his creativity. We will follow his voice. And because of that, the last few years, although it has been unique challenges, it's been some of our best years we've had in a long time. We've been able to reach more people. We've been able to impact more people. We're seeing people come uh, life being changed, coming from facilities, coming off of hard drugs. We've been able to start new campuses. We've been able to reach people, not just in Atlanta, but in Georgia, throughout the U.S. We've seen an increase because we've been moving with the Spirit of God, not just focus on what people, because see, what happens a lot of times is people get caught up with what God did 50 years ago, and they don't move with what he's doing today. God is always moving on. He's always increasing. He's always going higher. And it's our job to, as it says in scripture, to walk in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit. we got to flow in the Spirit. That's how we keep going and take on July and to go from glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength. Let's talk about your book, No Longer Mere Mortals, Seven Secrets to Live in the Supernatural Life. How do we defeat the giants that we're facing? Some people are facing addiction. Some people are facing the end of their marriage. Some people are walking away from the church. Some people are really, you know, discouraged. And, but yet, we have faith to believe for them. But how can they have the faith to find the seven secrets to live in the supernatural life? 
Well, part of it, it's renewing our mind, as the Apostle Paul says. You know, when you renew something, you're renovating something. When you renovate, you take out the old and put the new in. A lot of times, we haven't renovated our mind to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. I like to tell my church it this way. So just because you spend a lot of time in a garage does not make you a car. You have to renew your mind to what the Bible says about you. And the Bible says that once we are born again, we are born from above. We are born again, as it says in First Peter, from the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. A seed always produces after the same kind. So what happens, we've been born again, given these supernatural abilities. We're no longer mere mortals. But the thing is, if we don't change the way we think, we will live like a mere mortal and experience life just like the rest of humanity. But when we begin to understand what God said about us, what he said in his word, and we go over scripture after scripture after scripture, and we cause our opinions, our mindsets, our mentality to bow down to the word of God, we'll be able to live the life he has for us. You know, the first secret in the book is hunger. You gotta hunger for the things of God. Jesus says, for those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Even in the Gospel of John, he says, I'm calling for the thirsty. If you're thirsty, this is what's going to happen. You have to hunger and thirst for the move of God. You have to hunger and thirst for the next level that God has for you. And sometimes people are prevented from hungering because they don't know there's more, or they've been taught wrongly that there is no more for them, that it's only for the super apostles, prophets, missionaries, church mothers. But no, God has more for every single person. Yes, we serve the almighty God. He is powerful. He is the almighty God. And how can we say we've tapped out, we've experienced it, just because we've had some miracles in our life and good experience. He has more for every single person who would dare to walk with him, to stick with it, to stay consistent, or to stay faithful to the scripture. So faith starts with the word of God, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you want faith to live supernatural? You got to be in that word. I encourage my congregation to read at least one chapter a day out loud. It's going to renew your mind. It's going to build your faith, because faith is the door to the supernatural, to the supernatural life. Faith is how you walk into it. And faith is more than a moment. Faith is more than a movement. It is a lifestyle. And as Hebrews teaches, it is the lifestyle that pleases God. And so if we want to have a lifestyle of supernatural, not just a supernatural moment here, a supernatural story there, but live supernaturally, we have to live by faith, which is living according to the word of God. I want to go to your church. <laughs> if that's how you teach, I want to go to your church, man. Listen, you got ahead of me. I, wanna, I want you to take the next five minutes and teach about what you learned in Argentina. I love this. The moment you, you opened up this book, mas, mas, the pastor cried out in Spanish. The congregation joined in the cries, mas, mas, meaning more, more. What changed your life in Argentina? I want you to teach about it in the next five minutes. I believe that your life is about to change. I believe that if you get hungry for God, it's going to change your perspective. It's going to change the way you pray. It's going to change the way you attend church. It's going to change your verbiage, your vocabulary. It's going to change the way you walk. I believe the supernatural, you got me excited, brother. <laughs> Listen, I talk about that in the next five minutes. I want you to teach about what you learn in Argentina about mas. And so I had an opportunity to go twice. I went twice as a student of Oral Roberts University, part of a business mission trip, and went to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And the pastor of that church, of Rey de Reyes, is Pastor Claudio Frizzo. And so one of the things that I noticed about the church, that church had been revival for decades. And I, you walk into the building, it is electrified by the power of God. The atmosphere is different. It's electrified. 
by the glory of God. And even before we started ministry, because we were there for two weeks, one of the things is Pastor Fraser laid hands on all the team. And one of the things I would notice my two weeks there the first year and the two weeks that I was there the next year was, although they were experiencing a move of God, which was one of the strongest moves I had ever witnessed, they were still hungry for more. They would cry out from mass in Spanish or in English, more, we want more. So yeah, they were experiencing God, but they said, we want more. See, there's an art to staying hungry. See, the thing is you are, you are content and you're satisfied, but that's starting place. Then you keep going for more. And as he satisfies you, you thank him for that and you go for more. They were hungering for the move of God. They were hungering for the word of God. I had the opportunity to preach there multiple times. I remember the second year I was there, Pastor, Froze, Pastor Frazone told the team leaders, his care preaches every night he's here. And so I'm preaching, just preaching the word, and they were hungry. When I would preach what the word says about them, they would lift their hands and say, we receive it. They were hungry for the word because they were hungry to do the word. And that caused miracles after miracles after miracles just to pop off in that place healings manifestations of the glory of god signs and wonders because they were hungry hung being hungry for god sets you up to experience wonderful things and so it marked me when I was down there that, yes, you can be in the middle of the move of God, but you don't just stop there. So well, I'm content. I'm grateful for what God did. I'm satisfied. No, I'm going to hunger for the next because God's got more. I did not tap out of God's power. And so I learned staying with them to be hungry, to stay hungry, to know there is more, that God has greater, that there's a greater level to walk in. There's greater revelation from the word. There's greater manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. There's greater anointing. There's greater mantles. There's greater experiences with God. It's all according to the word, but we have to stay hungry. And that's what marked me. One of the things out of many that marked me of my time in Argentina with Pastor Frazone was staying hungry for the things of God and crying out more. And so there'll be different times during our experiences here in the States with the Holy Ghost's movement. I tell the congregation to stop and say, let's ask for more. It's been great, but we ask for more. And even before I preach the message, there are times where we already have a move the spirit before I even get to the message. But one of the things I do in my normal prayer before I start my message, Father, what we had so far is great, but I ask for more because he always has more. And that prayer for more is not a prayer that says, well, I don't know that I'm not grateful. No, it's a prayer of gratitude, but it's a prayer of believing that God has more. And God loves to answer the prayer for more. He loves to satisfy people who are hungering after him. And the thing is, when you hunger for more and you walk with him, your spiritual capacity can expand and you can receive more. So you stay in a place always hungry, always asking for more. You use what he's given you, but you ask for more. And what happens? You'll live a transformed life. It reminds me of Jacob in the Old Testament when he wrestled with the angel. And for the rest of his life, he walked differently. When you hunger after God and you encounter him and you hunger again, you encounter again, it will change the way you walk and you have a greater expectation to encounter God. One of the things I say all the time in our daily devotionals and on Wednesdays, on Sundays, is something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. That is our outlook. We are expecting the goodness of God. We are expecting the glory of God. We're expecting God to show up and do something wonderful. So it doesn't matter what's going on in the world and how dark it's getting. We serve a good God, a God who wants to manifest his glory in this day, in this age, in this generation, in this nation. So we stay hungry because we know our best is yet to come because our God is good. His mercy endures forever. He has a plan for our life. He has a plan for this nation and what he said will come to pass no matter what Goliath stands in our way. So we stay hungry for him and we pursue him and we will encounter him. Ooh, man, you got, <laughs> listen, you write in your book, the level of your hunger 
and thirst determines your motivation and your priorities. I want you, listen, this man is anointed by God. You got to get hungry for the things of God. You got to be so hungry that you don't want your marriage to end. You don't want to end in addiction. You don't want to end in a place of, of, of despair. Listen, when you're hungry for God, everything changes. You just heard pastor teach about the power of hunger. This scripture right here, Matthew, you know, chapter five, verse six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Pastor, I want you to pray. I only got a few moments left. Can you pray for the viewer right now? They need to get hungry again. They need to go and seek God more, and they need to seek for his presence more. I love how you're teaching from the word. I love men and women of God that teach from the word, that always comes back to the word. You want faith? It's in the word. You want change? It's in the word. You want your prayer life to change? It's in the word. Together, we're going to be able to defeat the Goliaths in our life. I want you to take the next few moments and just pray faith into existence. Pray for hunger, that we may hunger for the things of God and not give up in our Jericho Road. Can you pray? Yes. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you have a plan for their life. I pray that they'll be strong in you. They, they won't get tired. They won't get quit on the heart. They won't quit during the hard times. But I pray that they'll be endued with might from heaven right now that they will be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man, that an infusion of strength flows into them right now through their spirit, to their soul, to their body. I pray that they'll have a fresh hunger, fresh insight, a fresh perspective of what you have for their life. I pray that they'll encounter you. Father, I pray for that same impartation, that same thing that marked me in Argentina to begin to mark their lives. That every time they go to church, every time they turn to prayer, every time they open the word, they encounter you. Father, I pray that they experience you and that they'll be marked forever. And I pray for those people under the sound of my voice. You're dealing with sickness, disease, pain and infirmity, spirits, infirmity, virus, bearings. Leave now in the name of Jesus. We release the anointing of God to flow through these airways, through every single TV, every single device. May they anoint to remove every burden. May it destroy every yoke. And may the encounter you have with them right now set you on fire to live on fire for him all the days of your life. In Jesus' Ooh. name, angels go forth and assist now. There you have it. That word is for you. That prayer is for you. My time is gone. I want to thank my, I'm so excited. I can't help it. I Listen, I haven't been like this in a, in a minute, <laughs> but I'm so encouraged to know that the hunger that you have for God and the thirst that, that Pastor Carrick just minister on is so contagious. And wherever you are in your home, if you're in your living room, maybe you're at the coffee shop watching the program, wherever you may be, that his prayer will touch your soul and spark a hunger inside of you that will change everything in your life. Listen, you got to go get the book. It's going to listen. We haven't, we didn't even go into it. That was just page number one of hunger. That's one of the secrets to be able to live the supernatural life. You got to get the book. No longer mere mortals. Pastor Carrick Butler, the second pastor. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for supporting this program. Continue to support it. You can call me. You can write. Your donations, your prayers helps us to continue to preach the gospel around the world. 
I want you to stay encouraged today. The word of God is what changes lives. The pastor just prayed a powerful prayer to encourage you, to ignite a fire of hunger inside of you. I got to go. No matter what you're going through, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. I love you, even if I don't know you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.